0: This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Man, that scripture really meant something to me yesterday. Yesterday, I got up in a funk. You ever get up in a funk where you're just groggy, you're exhausted, you don't feel like doing anything? Well, that's how my day began yesterday, and I've got good reason for that. I'll explain in a minute. Maybe you've noticed I've been a little radio silent lately, and there's good reason for that as well. Um, but I began yesterday, again, in a funk In a bad mood, okay? That's what we're going to talk about in this series Is I've entitled it Mood Shift Because sometimes we need a mood shift Listen, moods are fickle Moods are all about feelings And feelings can't always be trusted So how do we shift our mood when we're in a bad mood? It's good to be in a good mood But what if you're in a bad mood? You're just, I mean, listen, bad moods can ruin your whole, whole day. It can ruin your, your. it can keep you from being fruitful. Uh, it can hurt the people around you, cause you to lash out at the people you know that are going to take it, the people closest to you. Um, you know, bad moods put people in prison, people that don't know the Lord, even people that do know the Lord, if they leave themselves unguarded, a bad mood can lead to an action that gets them in real, real trouble. And so how do we shift our moods? Well, I, you know, I mean, a bad mood, it's a robber, isn't it? How can we see this robber, see it coming, and shift our mood somehow? Well, I'm trying to speak from a little bit of a very recent experience. Yesterday, I got up. In a horrible mood. Again, I was exhausted. I was groggy. Uh, we've come through a few weeks of adversity. Um, first off, we spent three and a half months on the road. I'm home, by the way, in my home studio, praise God, for uh, not quite a month, I think. No, maybe about a month now. We're, we're going to be home getting set for our late summer fall tour. Lord willing, that's our plan. Um, we've, we were on the road for about Hit about the three month mark And we were in Virginia Beach If you listen to the last podcast The crazy story uh, About Susan having a, a urinary tract infection Listen, we had a fantastic tour I mean, one of the best we've ever I might even say the best we've ever had The the staff was accommodating at every prison that we went to. We had great events in churches. Um, Our finances are in a good place. Uh, We introduced Boo Radley, those uh, new special music guests and ministers, uh, musicianaries that came with us for the whole month of May. Uh, Turned out to be fantastic people and now great friends. It was just a fantastic tour. We get to the end of it, we've completed everything on our schedule we have two events. Actually, let's start with three events left. We were to do Hope Community Church in Hedgesville, West Virginia. But a week before that, Susan came down with a urinary tract infection and uh, I ended up with an ear infection from a bug crashing into my ear. Listen to the previous uh, podcast, and you'll hear about that crazy story. Um, a week, we were just down and out. We had to actually extend our stay at the RV park we were at to try to get ourselves healthy for the ministry, the travel, first off, the six hours travel from Virginia Beach to uh Hedgesville, West Virginia, with the RV and everything, tear down all of our stuff that we laid out. We'd been in Virginia Beach for almost a month. And so, no, actually two weeks. So our stuff was all spread out. So there's a lot of work shutting down camp, so to speak, preparing the RV. To, it's just a lot of energy uh, to do that. And and both of us were dealing with physical issues. And uh, so we extended our stay. And then we, we finally did. We were feeling well enough, I was feeling pretty decent to travel halfway. We were going to stop at Watermarks Cap Camp in Scottsville, Virginia, wonderful friends of ours. I wasn't going to try to do the whole trip because I say six hours. Six hours uh, in an RV is, is easily eight hours um, with the stops. You can't always do the speed limit, can't pass, can't drive the way that you would drive in a car. And so, we made it to to Watermark. Susan is still feeling a little off. She, we both completed our whole series of antibiotics. We're we're ready to do this thing. We get up the very next day, Saturday I believe it was, and we travel to uh, Hedgesville, West Virginia. We plant the camper. We get all of our stuff ready to put on the service, the message, the music, uh, everything we needed to do for that. Now Hope Community Church has three Sunday morning services. We get up and. Um, You know, mornings are are tough anyway, because most of our events are in the afternoons and evenings in prisons. And uh, and so it's a different it's a shift right there. So we we did it. And uh, Susan, man, she like a trooper fought through that thing, even though she wasn't quite feeling well. So we went back to Watermark's camp a couple of days later. Wonderful services at Hope Community Church, by the way. Fantastic church. If you're in that area, if you're a listener and you go to that church, uh, what a great, great church! If you don't have a church and you're in that area, you, you're going to have a hard time finding a better one. Wonderful folks. Um, nevertheless, we we made our ways back our way back to Watermark's camp, which is really a mecca. Um, uh, you know, just. God's country, 250 acres on the James River in view of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Uh, God connected us with these wonderful people. They're our dear friends, and they give us a place to plant when we need to. I planned to do a, a after, well, no, right. I do a week of maintenance on the RV after—well, no, that's right. I was going to do a week of maintenance on the RV, a whole lot of stuff I had to do. And uh, and then our last two events was at—we're uh, we're, going to be at—, at uh, Freedom Church in Stafford, Virginia. Uh, we were going to drive out, just drive our car out. And then we had Wintergreen Resort where we, inv- we were invited to just do music by a dear friend and supporter of Life on the Verge for their um, July 4th weekend stuff. So we, do, we had two more events, and then we're going to crash land at home, and we are going to sleep for three days. Uh, on the Saturday before those two events, on Sunday, both those events were going to be on Sunday— Susan's temperature rose. Her whole body broke out in a rash. Her blood pressure went up. I was actually taking a nap on Saturday afternoon, and uh, Susan came in. She said, I've got to go to the hospital now. Now, she knows her body pretty well. She's had some various physical challenges, and she knew, and, and it was like, okay, we're gone. So we go to the hospital. By the time we get there, her resting pulse laying in the bed was almost 150, 147. Uh, what was going on. So they did a bunch of tests, blood tests, urine tests, and they came back with the fact that she had numerous sepsis markers. That's pretty serious stuff. If you know what sepsis is, it can be um, deadly, actually. And so the doctor came in and said, we're going to admit you. Wow. All of a sudden, I I had to call Freedom Church, and say, we're not going to be there in the morning. <laughs> I had to bomb Pastor Barry Clark, bless his heart, and let him know. that This is the first time I can recall in 30 years of ministry that I, I mean, Susan on occasion, because of the children or sickness or something, has, has had to stay home for something, but I have always been able to show up. I had to call Wintergreen, tell them, we're not going to make the last two events, so they admitted Susan in the hospital. They started pumping her full of heavy antibiotics, you know, doing all these tests and, and blood thinners and all kind of stuff. And uh, long story short, if I can do that now, she spent two days in the hospital. Uh, they caught it early, praise God. And they sent her home on, well, back to our RV on heavy antibiotics. And we stayed at the RV another couple of days and then we finally made it home midweek last week uh, which is a challenge because we have to unload the camper and you know pack everything because the camper's going to sit I don't have anywhere to plug it in I have a place to park it so the fridge has to be unloaded the clothes need to be taken out well not all the clothes but j- just a lot of stuff has to be taken out some of the music gear so we finally we're we're done and i'm i'm physically <laughs> exhausted. My my tank is on empty. And so we rested for a couple of days. Susan, though she seemed to have overcome the, you know, high blood pressure and the rapid pulse and those things, has this itchy rash that will, I mean, just terrible. Her blood sugar went way up. Um, these are unusual things, by the way. This, this kind of thing doesn't happen all the time to Susan. And so She's in a miserable mood. I don't know. She's itching all over her body and trying all sorts of lotions. And, and then she went to her doctor last Friday, I think it was. She put her on steroids. Those made her muscles hurt really bad. So that she took her off of those. Just craziness. Okay. I, I, I'm going to call it an attack of the enemy. Okay. And uh, so Sunday rolls around. Now, I, I'm I'm planning on staying home. I'm not going to go to church. I'll watch it online, but I am really just going to rest. Well, let me back up. Saturday night, my dear friend Stan Grant, Pastor Stan Grant of Clover Hill Church, where we plant our camper, where we park it when we're home, sends me a text, and he says, "Hey man, can you move the RV? We're going to need the parking." They've got these mobile units all over the parking lot, taking up parking spaces. They're expanding their Christian uh, school. And uh, I'm like, oh, my goodness. So he says, can you have it moved at least for the 10 o'clock service? Well, they got three services that start at 830. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to wait for that parking lot to get full and then try to move it at 10 o'clock. I knew what I had to do. Had to get up early and uh, like six, be up there around 630, 7 o'clock. And drive that thing off the lot, and I got nowhere to park it. So I I parked on a Hobby Lobby lot in our town and sat there and watched church, sat there for five hours waiting for all those services to be over. I prayed. I watched Hope Community Church's uh, online service, Clover Hills' online service. Uh, I was just wasted. Then I took the RV back, listen to me crying the blues. I'm setting you up because we all go through trials and tribulations, don't we? And this was just wearing me out. Uh, there's a scripture, James 1 Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. Listen, we can't testify to the faithfulness of God if we never have the opportunity to experience it. So in my flesh, I am just, I'm done. My, my friend Sherry Bratcher says, war slick. I'm war slick, like a bald tire, man. I'm about ready to blow. I'm done. I mean, on top of all this, the, the toughest thing is watching my wife suffer. Hey, she has just been utterly miserable. Though her vitals are decent, this itching problem. Crazy. I mean, all over her body. And the doctor says it could be because of the high sugar. By the way, the thing that caused the sepsis, she said, they had put her on an antibiotic that in the beginning that made her violently ill. And uh, they took her off of that after three days. They said that that antibiotic actually played a part in setting off a secondary infection, which was the sepsis. is isn't that crazy. I actually had a friend die from something like that he was only like in his 30 years old i think uh he had one infection and a bad antibiotic and they kept filling him full of the bad antibiotic set off secondary infections and sepsis took his shut his organs down and took his life isn't that crazy so all right so i'm i'm back to monday morning let's talk to about your monday morning sometimes you're in a bad mood. You're just tired. Not necessarily in an evil mood, wanting to do harm to somebody, or you know, you're just you're just in a in a bad mood. You're tired. You're exhausted. That's the way I felt on Sunday on Monday morning. So I, I got up and I'm sitting in my chair. And my phone goes off. And I got my text on do not disturb. Of course you can always force those. I, I it's it's a local number. I don't recognize it. I'm not answering that phone. Excuse me. Well, I, I, I'm waiting to see if they leave a message. Then I get a text. It's a young man named Caleb Martin from the church. He says, hey, man, it's Caleb from the church. Can you come move the RV? We're putting gravel on that top lot today. That's where where I'd repark the RV, where we usually keep it. I'm like, are you kidding? He needs this done ASAP. So I'm in the worst mood ever, physically exhausted, and Caleb's call <laughs> Caleb's call says, guess what? You got to come move this camper. Well, I'll tell you what I did. Um, as I, You know, if I was trying to deduct a formula for what caused a mute mood shift yesterday, um, I began to confess my sinful attitude. I, I began to confess the faithfulness of God. I began to confess my expectation of what I want, you know, the word confession means To come into agreement with what God said But let's back up If I'm building a formula, let's start where I started And if I was giving you steps Step one would be, eat a good breakfast By that, I mean, sometimes physically That can be the issue Your body needs the nutrients But spiritually Now something I can say that I haven't been faithful in a lot of areas I've failed, I've fallen short But one area that I try to stay And I am, I am very consistent at this Every single day, I get up and I read the Word of God. I don't always walk away with a heavy revvy, you know, this great word for me. You know, that's what we want sometimes. But I plant, I give the Holy Spirit something to work with. I read it. I try to meditate on it. I try to get something out of it. Uh, you know, Psalm one nineteen eleven, 11, the writer said, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Now, Sin is just missing the mark, isn't it? It's sins of omission. It's sins of commission. It's not doing what you know you should do, or it's doing what you know you shouldn't do. Being in a bad mood can cause us to sin. It can keep us from doing the positive things we need to be doing with our lives, uh, or it can cause us to say and do things that are outright sinful, missing the mark, what God the God's best for our life or for our day that day. The English Standard Version says, Your word have I stored up in my heart. That's what we're doing when we read the word of God. I know this sounds basic, but listen. Eat a good breakfast, literally and spiritually. The Bible calls Jesus the word made flesh. The Bible calls Jesus the bread of life. We need that bread. We need those spiritual nutrients every single day. We can't confess what God said if we don't know what he said. I've I've said this before. I've mentioned this, recommended this before. Bible Hub, um, Bible Hub, H-U-B, is a fantastic app, okay? It, you, it will give you multiple versions of certain verses, you know, all the different translations. There's a lexicon there, so you can look up what the Greek or the Hebrew word is, what it actually means. You know, one that word, by the way, I've hid your word in my heart, English Standard Version translated, translates it, stored up. Well, it, according to Strong's Concordance from Bible Hub, what the word in the Hebrew actually means, it means to treasure. You know, it's to, to say, you know what? I treasure what God has said, what his word has said more than how I feel. And, and it also means to hoard, to hoard up. You ever watch that show, I think it's called Hoarders or something like that, where people just pile stuff up? We need to pile the word of God up In our hearts and in our minds, you know, your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. David, I think it was, said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. Meditation, I've heard it described as like a a cow that, that... that choose the cud, you know, just rolls it over in your mind over and over as you read a scripture. What you Ask questions about it in your mind, you know, just a few moments every day, but eat a good breakfast. Then you'll be able to go, here's my formula, okay, into confession. Now, I don't mean just confession of your sins. Of course, that's important. But to confess, meaning to say what God has said. So, I've read the word yesterday morning, despite the fact that that I didn't feel like it. And you know what? I can't remember what I read yesterday. I, it wasn't like um, I got a heavy revy. It wasn't like I read a, a rhema word and it just awakened my spirit. Nope, I don't remember. But my spirit still absorbed it. And so as I'm on the way to uh, the church, you know, i get up off the recliner and get my stuff ready to go move the RV. I'm I'm in a bad mood. I'm not happy about it. But on the way, I begin to confess. My ears begin to hear my mouth say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. He who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it. God is faithful and I just begin to say these things, the name of Jesus, over and over and over. God is for me, not against me. I believe it. Listen, I know that kind of teaching can get manipulated into how I get more money and how. I mean, it, it's important, you know. It it can matter, um, I, but there is is value in confessing what God has said, regardless of how you feel and what your mood is. Um, so, well, I didn't read this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I didn't read that yesterday, but it was something I hoarded, something I treasured, something I read a long time ago, but the Holy Spirit had something to work with. I didn't read he who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I I, I didn't read that yesterday, but it was hoarded. Okay, so I had something to confess. So as I'm getting to the church I'm not really noticing a great shift in my mood, but it doesn't matter. You know, I used to, I used to, well, back in the, uh, I guess around 99, 1999, I was bucking 212 pounds. I'm only 5'7", so I was a Humpty Dumpty. And I was feeling the Lord was calling me back into law enforcement, so I started an exercise regiment. And this boy named Sean, it was in my youth group, he was probably about 18 years old, he wanted to come jog with me. And I'd already, you know, started jogging, got a routine going, and uh, knew that a lot of that is a mental game, you know, stamina. And uh, he was kind of new to it, and he didn't have running shoes either, which wasn't good. So we'd go out, and I jogged slow, trust me. And I was only in my mid-30s at the time, or late 30s at the time. Um, and he would say, Pastor Mark, I just, I don't feel like blah, blah. And I said, it don't matter how you feel, Sean. It don't matter how you feel. I must have said that to that boy a hundred times when we were running together. It don't matter how you feel. You know what? Sometimes it don't matter how you feel. I mean, feelings can matter sometimes, but when you're in a funk, when you're in a bad having a bad mood, it don't matter how you feel. What did God say? I'm going to confess what God said. And and I, I'm going to know it I said because I ate a good breakfast. I've hoarded the word of God in my heart. I hid the word of God in my heart. I'm going to say it out loud. So the next step in my little formula here, what I just, this is kind of God, God walked me into a mood shift yesterday, uh, which has set me off on a great week, by the way, um, is, is action and interaction. So I started moving. Sometimes that helps. Just start. Just, you can't get momentum by sitting still. So I had to, I was kind of forced by Caleb's call to drive to the church and do this despite physical exhaustion, emotional exhaustion. Caleb walks up to the car when I get there, I put the window down. Now, I can't jump all over this guy. I smile, I appreciate. You know, he's the maintenance guy for the church and he works his butt off. All right, man, what do you need me to do? Where do you need me to put it? So I move the RV, I put it on the blacktop and get it out of the way. And then I noticed sewer water leaking from the RV. Now, I could have said, fantastic, yada, 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 gripe, 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 gripe. But I'd somehow gotten enough momentum to go, "Hmm, what am I going to do? I reached under there and I noticed that the valve wasn't completely shut. In my exhaustion the other day, I didn't shut it completely. So I figured, uh uh-oh, the tube, which is sealed, but it's full and it's dripping and I can't leave it out here on the lot. And so, uh, long story, I hope you get something out of this and I hope it helps you shift your mood. But I knew what I had to do. Now I've got to drive this RV to a local state park, use the dump station. Doesn't matter how I feel, I gotta do this. On the way to the dump station, I'm praising God all the way. I'm confessing. Your ears need to hear your lips confessing what God said no matter how you feel. So I, that's what I was doing. I preach it. I've seen it work, and thank God He brought us to my remembrance yesterday. And uh, and when I got to the dump, there was somebody there. I was, and part of me wanted to go. Oh great, now I've got to wait. But then I noticed they had two dumps, and I said, well, praise God. All right, I didn't realize that they had two side by side. So I got out, and I'm like, oh great, I got to open this pipe. It's got probably going to send sewer water everywhere. So I get out and I say, hey man, the other guy's dumping. I said, I apologize for what's about to happen. it's going to make a mess. He goes, oh, yeah, I've I've seen the worst of it. It's all good. I was having interaction with another human, and thank God he had a kind of a positive attitude. Well, I opened it up, and it wasn't full. It was barely leaking. I dumped. I closed it. It worked. The valve worked. I praise God. I was afraid that something might have been wrong with the the valve. It closed. Um, He finished up. He said, have a great day. I said, hey, you too, man, safe travels that interaction with another human that's where i'm going with this is that sometimes we need to have a positive interaction we need to have works with our faith not just our confession and you know i made up my mind i was going to be kind to this man no matter how i felt well that little interaction i don't know i was I just started seeing momentum gather and then after i'd done this i was like praise god the valve worked i'm going to take this back i just i just started feeling better so I, I walked into the church office before I left to check our mailbox there. You know, we get our inmate mail. All of our mail goes there, physical mail. I walked in. There's a new receptionist. I gave her a smile. I said, hey, you, what's your name? I'm Mark Mason. Oh, I've heard about you. Yeah, I'm Emily. Yeah, you've got some mail in your box. Well, there was a few thousand dollars in that box of donations that had come in. Man, I'm going to tell you, I, that'll lift your mood. You know, I listen to me. We left with X amount of dollars in our account ministry account, three and a half months on the road, 18 prison events, six church services, uh, a couple of secular events, all that food, all that lodging, raised gas prices, all of that. We left with X amount of dollars in our account. Currently, after all of that, we have exactly the same amount. Well, we'll actually, a little more than what we left with, God is faithful. So I got home, I, I I ended up getting a text from my friend, Barry Clark, the church that I had uh, missed. The service, Freedom, we had a 45 minute Iron Sharpens Iron conversation, I called him. It was fantastic, he invited us back in November. On top of that, Susan had gotten up, dressed, gotten about, she was doing much better, the itching is more localized now, it's not all over her body. I ended up being able to set up our my studio, the stuff we need to do to rehearse and get ready for the next phase of our, our our ministry this year. Just a great day, which gave me momentum for today to do this podcast and the many other things I need to complete this week. So let's break it down. Um in in steps if it was a formula it doesn't I I can't say it always works like this for me because sometimes I miss one of these steps I usually don't miss step one hide the word of God in your heart eat a good breakfast plant the word hoard the word even if you don't walk away with a heavy revy sometimes you do I'm always praying for give me a word for the day doesn't matter read the word of God I'm not good with reading plans most of the time. I've read the Bible through numerous times. I've got highlights and notes everywhere. Sometimes I've gotta get a new Bible just to start all over again. Um, But read the word of God, plant the word, eat the bread of life for breakfast, then confess what God has said. And this is where I miss it a lot of times. I've got to wake myself up (coughs) and declare, who God is. He can be trusted. He is for me. He's not against me. I've got to confess it. And then I've got to take action. Faith without works is dead, right? I've got to look for positive interaction with other people. That helps. You don't feel like making the phone call? Make it anyway. You don't feel like giving the smile? You, you don't feel like offering the compliment? Do it anyway. You don't feel like giving your wife a hug? You're in a bad mood? Do it anyway okay? Act and interact. That worked for me yesterday. It's worked numerous times in the past. You know, so often we just need to be reminded of the basics. And I'm going to get into uh, next episode. You want to get a jump start? read Psalm 86. I think I'm going to go there. I read that this morning. It was really good. A great, great prayer. Um, I don't think it says it was David, but it could have been. But nevertheless, there's a lot of ingredients in that Particular prayer. And uh, I pray that if you're having a bad mood today, listen, most of you that listen to this podcast, you got a lot of word already hoarded up in you, already stored up in you. Begin to confess what God said. He is faithful. He can be trusted. And I pray that He gives you great momentum today. And that if you're in a bad mood, your mood shifts. The seasons come and seasons go. Sometimes we've we've just come through a whole season of stretching, um, which gives me confidence. I'm I'm telling you, it was it was so touch and go, especially the last part. It was like, Lord, what in the world is going on? Um, And I can't say that I was just full of faith and confessing the whole time. No, I was I was kind of like, Lord, what's the deal here? You know, I've had these seasons where you feel like, man, is this is this the end of the road? I'm so exhausted? Am I physically going to be able to do what we do for much longer? God's going to be faithful. He's going to give me what I need for today. Sometimes feelings from the past can haunt you. Sometimes feelings and fears of the future can paralyze you. This is the day God has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Amen and amen. Y'all have a great, great day and a great, great week. you that Life on the Verge is a completely donor-funded ministry. You can learn more about our ministry at lifeontheverge.com. We appreciate your prayers and gifts of support to keep us on the road and in prison.